Today on episode number 610 of the School of Podcasting, I've got an email back from Anchor that I want to share with you. Then we're going to talk about t-shirts. How do you design a t-shirt that you know is going to sell? And then I've got some really interesting insights in what it takes to do podcasting full-time and how to set your Patreon. Oh, can I say on fire? I guess I could. On fire. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your award-winning personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you, really, I mean that, thanking you so much for tuning in. This is where I help you massage your message, tackle the technology, face your fears, flatten that learning curve, and get you going in the right direction with your podcast. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, if you want to sign up. And no, because of my podcast story today, I want to, this is something I just need to let people know. I've talked about in the past how Anchor.fm is a bad idea, and nobody seems to be saying that. And they're not digging in, they're just reading some, like Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, come on, you know better, buddy. And so I sent them an email that said, can I have my episode go everywhere? That's their wording. Cause they told me, Hey, you could have it go everywhere or just go to anchor. Well, who doesn't want their podcast to go everywhere? And I said, can I have my episode go everywhere without anchor automatically submitting my show to Apple and other platforms? And that is a yes or no question. And Brian, uh, email me back. And to make a long story short, he gave me an RSS 101 that, Hey, when you put out a new episode, it'll go everywhere. That's not, I I didn't say I had a question about that, Brian. I said, can I use your service and not have you publish it to Apple? And basically what I've seen in other emails with them is, Oh, when we do that, we'll help you move it. So in other words, they're saying, Hey, we're going to make a mistake, but we'll fix it after we do the mistake. And this is where I don't mind people saying, look, Anchor, it's free. It's pretty. Check it out. Woohoo. Nobody's giving the disclaimer. By the way, when you submit your show over there, you know, Apple, the people that have about 60 to 80% of your audience. Yeah. You're not going to be able to see your stats over there and you're going to lose all control in that. Ah, it just drives me crazy. So that's the latest update on that. Let's move on to happier news. I... I'm going to be doing a presentation at Podcast Movement. I'm lucky enough, I'm blessed enough to not only be able to do a presentation of Podcast Movement, I get to do it with Jeff Brown. Yeah, how cool is that? From Read to Lead, he and I are teaming up. And we're going to be doing a presentation about how to start your podcast episode in the right direction, for lack of a better phrase. So I'm looking forward to that. And speaking of Podcast Movement, you should be going there not just to hear me talk, but because it's happening really, really soon. It's going to be here sooner than you think in Pennsylvania, not only Pennsylvania, but that's right. The one and only Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. You can go there with 2000 other podcasters, maybe more from all around the world. It's July 23rd through the 26th for three days of workshops, panels and parties and more. And that's the whole thing. The and more part is the stuff that sometimes is legendary. The conference offers over 100 sessions on topics ranging from technical aspects of setting up your equipment, uh, the audio production, marketing, monetizing your show. Today, we're going to be talking about monetizing your show. Uh, And the Expo Hall is going to have over 60 podcast service and equipment providers. I will be one of those. Please come see me at the Libsyn booth. 
So if you're in the market for a microphone, if you're trying to figure out where to host your podcast, anyone who matters will be at that conference. I'm telling you true. It is July 23rd through the 26th in Philadelphia, PA. But check this out. Got another coupon code for you. And this is out at the website. If you go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 610, use the coupon code SOP when you sign up at Podcast Movement and you're going to get $50 off any level of registration. I'm getting excited just thinking about it. I, I really, to me, this is like summer camp, meeting all my friends, seeing all the vendors, getting more interviews, getting more opportunities. Check it out, podcastmovement.com. Use the coupon code SOP when you sign up. And thank you, Podcast Movement, for being a sponsor of the School of Podcasting. So today we're going to talk about merchandise and primarily making t-shirts, but there's more to it than that. And back in the day, I think we all had a Cafe Press account and there was one problem with Cafe Press merchandise. Number one, it was fairly expensive. And number two, the quality was caca, a poo poo. Like a, a Cafe Press t-shirt was great until you washed it about twice. I remember I bought the license plate border and it faded in the sun after about a day and a half. It just wasn't really good uh, quality. And so I met James from T Public at PodCon. Super nice guy, super helpful. Saw their t-shirts and was like, wow, this is actually pretty cool stuff. Good quality. And then I saw him again at PodFest. And he's just such a nice guy and they're super helpful. And I was like, you know, I want to do something here, but I don't want to do a giant T Public commercial. And I said, my audience is all about how did you do that? How did you grow your audience? How did you start a podcast? How did you do this? We're the how-tos. And so I said, can you get me in contact with people who have actually, I don't know, sold more than two t-shirts because mom and dad don't count. And so he got me in contact with Diana from Talk From Superheroes, the one and only king of the Disney podcasters, Lou Mangello at WDWRadio.com. And Gordo from thoseconspiracyguys.com. And I want to say that, that today's show has a monetization theme to it. But keep in mind that you don't have to make money with your podcast. But most people that do, you have to, well, let's take that back. In my opinion, I think you have to have multiple streams of income. It's because you're going to have things... Like you might have, if you're going to sell your stuff, if you're selling other people's stuff, and today you're kind of doing both. If we're talking T public, you might have crowdfunding. So we're going to talk about Patreon and then you might have sponsors. Sponsors, by the way, is, is one of the harder things to get, but it's another way of making income. And then of course there are opportunities and it's really up to you how you capitalize on that. But I just want to point out that if you're not making money with your podcast, that's absolutely Fine. And I know some people define themselves as, well, I'm just a hobby podcast. Well, I used to do a hobby called bowling and we were in a league. And at the end of the league, if you did good enough, you made money with that. I wasn't a professional bowler, uh, especially for me. I was horrible, but my brother was really pretty good. And some of the other people were. And on occasion, we would actually get some prize money. So uh, just because you make money with your podcast doesn't mean you can't be a quote hobby podcaster and make money with your podcast. It just means you're not going to quit your day job anytime soon. So with that, 
I uh, went to these people and this actually goes back to December is when I started this. And then I've been scheduling these calls and things like that. And so first of all, let's talk about the T public. Uh, what does it do for you? And we'll hear from Diana. Uh, for T public, we were, we started out as an affiliate um, because we actually had a web comic before we had a podcast. So they were just like a way we could sell shirts and make a little money um, because we're not actually artists. So uh, we were just, they're a, they're, they have indie designers who make these great nerdy shirts and we're a nerdy website and a nerdy podcast. So uh, we just signed up with them and we started selling some shirts. And uh, then when we got our podcast, we reached out and we're like, do you guys want to be an official sponsor? And they were like, yeah, well, we'll, 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 they're more of a partner than a sponsor at this point. They work with us a lot um, in a lot of different ways, but uh, mostly they're just a really great company to work with for us because we're a nerdy podcast. They have nerdy t-shirts. They always have new t-shirts in. So whenever we're talking about them, we're like, oh, this new movie's out. If you need merch, there's new merch on TeePublic already. It's not the same spiel every time about this sponsor. So there's a fun because of my podcast story. She started out with them as an affiliate and eventually they grew into being a full-fledged sponsor. And you heard her say that she's not really designing these shirts. And uh, here's a little more from Diana. Somebody else designs the T-shirts, which is so great about TeePublic because we are not artists at all. The way TeePublic works is you can sign up even if you're not an artist and you make a store and you pick all the shirts you like and put them in your store. So you get a commission every time a shirt is sold from your store and the artist gets a commission and everybody wins. So everybody wins is always a good strategy. And as we've said before, the riches are in the niches or the riches are in the niches. Here's more from Diana. It's so fantastic. So yeah, we just find the nerdiest shirts we like on Tee Public. They have nerdy shirts. They also have non-nerdy shirts. Uh, the ones we really like, we put in our store and then we talk about them on the show. We're like, if you like Ray, there's this new Ray from Star Wars shirt that we absolutely love. And we'll tweet about the shirts we like. And uh, and Tee Public's happy. We get a commission every time we sell one and uh, they get uh, they get their money too. Now, Lou was on the list of people that I wanted to talk to, again, from WDWRadio.com. And when I bumped into a podfest, we just did, this is what I call the Bob Barker. I hit voice memo on my iPhone and I just passed the phone back and forth between me and Lou. And here is Lou's insights into how he uses TeePublic. So first things first, uh, I love TeePublic. Second thing second, I have zero artistic ability whatsoever. Because I, I really believe in, in community first focus, the way that I have been able to Leverage the public is by getting them involved at the very beginning. So if I have an event, I need a logo, we're doing something, I get them involved by having a logo contest, which also saves me the trouble of having to try and figure out what it should look like. Um, so I just did one, for example, for a cruise I have coming up this summer. I got 100 or so entries. I narrow them down to about eight. And then again, keep the community involved by getting them to vote on it. And they sort of go out and they, you know, share and they petition trying to get their logo uh, or the one that they like, you know, voted on, yeah, to be used. And then I put it right into Tee Public. And because they already have time and skin in the game, there's ones that they really like, you know, it sort of sells itself. I don't have to worry about going in and trying to promote something because they've been part of the process since the very beginning. And, and being involved in that, I think, it sort of helps the, the marketing of the shirts before you even sort of put them up for sale. So there's all sorts of great nuggets in there. Number one, getting the audience involved, the community involved. And what are they doing? In some cases, if you're the person that designed the artwork, you're telling your friends, go vote for my artwork. And what's the artwork for? That's right, your podcast. Some of this is going to trigger down. And so the contests seem to be somewhat 
uh, come up a lot. When I was talking to Diana, she also mentioned this. Twice now we've done shirt design contests that have been really good for both of us because contests are a great way to get people to share things about your podcast, even if they even if they don't listen, because people just like winning contests. Um, so T Public ran a contest for us where <clears throat> you could design a shirt and it would go into our store, and then you would get a free T-shirt from T Public, and you obviously get commissions from sales of your shirt. So T Public provided the free T-shirt. We did everything else about the sale, and so people were just sharing it. The contest left and right because you know everyone has a friend who's an artist or they know someone who's an artist and they want to get their work out there, and it's good exposure because we have a pretty big Tumblr. Um, so they were really great with that. The design contest was very helpful. Um, it got uh, got us people looking at our podcast who wouldn't have been maybe interested before. So definitely that was a good a good route to take. Contests are very interesting. If you have anything you can give away, I think that's very helpful. And here is Gordo explaining how he gets his audience involved. We have a great designer from our fan base. We we take designs from our artistic fan base as well, where they'd send in designs. They made us, oh, I had a really good idea. We had one from a girl called Jackie and she's on T public as Jack Attack. So J-A-Q-A-T-T-A-Q. And she was inspired by our MK Ultra mind control episode. So it's like a girl uh, with the top of her head taken off and her exposed brain. And there's like injections going into the top of it. Like, that's pretty creepy. But, you know, if you've listened to the show, you know what it's all about. So it's kind of something you'd look at on someone's chest and go, what, what's that about? And it's a conversation starter. So you're like, well, actually, did you know that the, the, the CIA operated a totally legitimate and openly available uh, mind control operation up until 1971? And you can go and look at the documents to prove that it's real. And people are like, no, really? So it's, no, it's like a, a, a conversation starter. And it's a fan, it's a fan joiner togetherer where people can go like, yeah, and we can consolidate on these, uh, on these topics. Like we know conspiracy theories and it's better than just wearing like an alien's face or a fan joiner together. Absolutely. I live in, uh, I live near Cleveland, Ohio. And when our professional football team left, the one thing we fought for was, Hey, we get to keep the colors, which was weird, but that is something that identifies sports fans. When you can see their colors, well, it's the same thing here when you can see that, Hey, that person has, you know, a t-shirt from the conspiracy guys, you're like, Hey, that guy's part of my team. And you can go over and start having a conversation with them. And Gordo's strategy is to almost have a t-shirt for every episode. Well, with our show, I like to take any kind of conspiracy theory. So, I mean, one of the most recent ones uh, that we did was, was uh, an Elvis Presley episode. And uh, for, for Elvis, you know, his face is probably copyrighted. <laughs> I wanted to make, uh, a, a, a t-shirt for every show. So there was merch for every single uh, topic that we would run into. A lot of the stuff we have like very, very famous people, our famous characters from from conspiracy lore. And we run the full gamut of conspiracies. It's not just like aliens or Bigfoot. You know, we go into like some of the cult figures like Jim Jones or Marshall Applewhite from uh, the Heaven's Gate cult. You know, the guys who eat the applesauce. Nice. And we're the, the Nikes. So like, some people are weird and they want to wear like murderers faces on their t-shirts <laughs> or they want to have, you know, um, some like kitschy kind of uh, uh, conspiracy lore. So we have some themed t-shirts uh, based on jokes in our episodes. For example, we have one on Sasquatch 
where Sasquatch worked for the FBI and he was originally like a beat cop and he showed a little bit of promise. So <laughs> they asked him up and Sasquatch was like, oh yeah, Sasquatch wanted to work for FBI, you know, and it brought him into, brought, but he started off as like a 70s beat cop in a, in a Starsky and Hutch type car. So we have Sasquatch Forest Police Unit as one of our t-shirts uh, done in a 70s style and we use Fiverr. Uh, and local artists here in um, Dublin to design these kind of things. Because I'm no good at drawing, but I have great ideas, you know, and I, I I can reach out to these people and we go back and forth and they're able to come up with some really good illustrations and then I'm able to put those up. Like I have another one where it's um, a bunch of brains on a washing line, you know, brainwashing. It's perfect for conspiracy guys, but it looks like you'd look at it and you'd be like, oh, that's weird. Hey, well, oh, look at that. Like, so try and, <laughs> thematically draw in every episode into a t-shirt design now with t public uh there's a huge dearth of t- hundreds i think thousands of designs that you can go in and look at so if i had something like you know uh, uh illuminati we have an episode on the illuminati and i have a a, a kind of an all-seeing eye design that we've got done ourselves uh our you know something something triangular that we want to put in as an illuminati symbol I can go into the T public catalog, uh, the back catalog of all the designs that they have. And I could go in and search for something in there that would fit that episode theme and then just put them all together, have them in the website. I promote it through the episodes, have the links for all of them in the descriptions of the episodes. So someone's like, yeah, man, I really like Illuminati. I want to, I want to represent, you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z or I have some that are like uh, (laughs) uh, running jokes in the show. So a lot of the stuff I don't I know you don't swear on the show, but we have like uh, I, I say it a lot like that mm, is bananas. Um, so I have a banana peel and then the banana inside is actually made of poop. So it's just taking each one and each little joke and making it into something that people can identify with. And it also makes like an exclusive club. So if you have, you know, two those conspiracy guys fans, they walk past each other and they're wearing T-shirts are like, yeah, boy, because it doesn't right. say like those conspiracy guys on it, but it's like a little inside joke. But how do you know if your t-shirts are actually selling? Well, Diana shed some light on that. Uh, you do get an Excel sheet to tell you which shirts are, shirts are selling now. So now we do know which shirts are selling and it's much easier. So now we're like, we're going to like Wonder Woman shirts. We can't even keep them around. They're just, they've, they've been going off the shelf since the movie came out. And if you're worried about finding t-shirts or designs, well, apparently that doesn't seem to be much of an issue either. Yeah. And they'll be there like immediately because nerds like to create art instantly about the things they like. So like, I remember after Thor Ragnarok, it was like two days after the movie came out and there was this gorgeous Thor shirt someone had made. And I was like, sweet. I don't have to wait forever to find cool Thor merchandise. And what about copyrights and, you know, you're making a character or you're drawing some sort of drawing about some sort of movie or TV or things like that. That could get a little sticky with the legal aspect. And Diana did say that there have been some Star Wars shirts that had been removed. But for the most part, it kind of seems like this is the attitude. Yeah, it's like, thanks for seeing our movie, but don't tell people you liked it or anything. (laughs) Yeah, that doesn't look nice. So for the most part, the companies are letting people be creative and promote their movie their book their tv show without any kind of legal ramification and again as always you might want to contact a lawyer about that so i asked gordo being a conspiracy theory show were there any t-shirts that actually sold that he thought had no way they were going to sell um yeah the brainwashing one i thought was just like a, a weird little design and i'd never seen it before and i just had a had a an idea and it's it's 
done really really well uh i also have like a broken down ufo uh you know a, ma- a man in black smoking a cigarette with his his sleeves rolled up and he's real pissed off because the, the ufo broke down on the side of the road um it's pretty intricate like the 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 designs but you know people seem to resonate with it i did have one we talked about in our columbine school shooting episode where uh dylan klebold and eric harris wore t-shirts one of the, one of the lads had a t-shirt that said rat and the other one had a t-shirt that said fear the nobodies and i i made them into t-shirts for t public and they sold uh, more more than i expected i don't know if anyone like you'd look at that and go fear the nobodies and only the people in the know would know dylan klebold the school shooter wore that t-shirt maybe it's indication of you know some weird thing in their minds but uh, you know it's a it's a fun, weird, creepy T-shirt. And sometimes your audience is weird and creepy, and that fits them. Sometimes they're serious, sometimes they're not. And that's the whole point of this is you think about it, whatever it was, Bigfoot, Chewbacca, somebody being in the FBI, that's not going to be something you find at Target. And that's why your audience is willing to pay for these things. I know Jim Harold from the Paranormal Podcast has justapodcaster.com. That's his T-shirt. My buddy Mark from Resourceful Designer has a podcaster apparel. He has a bunch of t-shirts on Amazon that say things like podcasting or podcast or I heard it on a podcast or podcast pioneer or ask me about my podcast. He's got a ton. I'll have links to these out in the show notes. But I went over to Public, And if you want to check it out, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash T-E-E public. And you can sign up over there as well. And I made a a store and a t-shirt in less than 10 minutes. It's really super easy. The thing I love about this, and I was kind of like, this could be ugly, is when you go upload your artwork, they tell you, they tell you what size of image you need to upload. So that makes life a whole lot easier as to why doesn't this look right? Well, duh, you didn't upload the right size. They just tell you best size here is 5,000 by blah, blah, blah. So that makes life a whole lot easier, but. We saw here to kind of wrap this up, some common themes. Number one, if you can get your audience involved, this kind of goes back to Pat Flynn's book, Will It Fly? If you get your target audience to go, yep, I would buy that, well, then chances are, yeah, they're going to buy that. When you get a contest involved, and there are ways you could do this on Facebook, there are all sorts of ways to run contests, and I might actually reach out to them to see how they're doing that or if this is something that Public does, but now you've got your audience asking other people to vote on their design. And again, now you've got their audience starting to go, what the heck is this for again? That's going to help people just raise awareness. And then you have these people wearing your shirt. That is a instant, you know, like they said, a conversation starter, a fan joiner together. And one thing you want to keep in mind my buddy John is professorslots.com and he's having some t-shirts made. His audience is facing a slot machine. So all of his kind of marketing material is going to be on the back of the shirt. And I thought about that. Most of the time when I'm wearing a, a t-shirt or a hoodie or whatever, it's usually someplace like at the gym. And I'm like, I should have school of podcasting on the back of my t-shirt. Cause that's typically what most people are seeing. And then just, if you go anywhere, if you go anywhere where there are people, I went to a concert this weekend that I'll probably be talking about 
in the future because it was a great example of how checking your ego at the door it can lead to really, really great results. That, we'll save that for another episode. But I went out in public and yeah, you bet I had some sort of podcaster t-shirt on to, again, get that conversation starter. So I want to thank James so much for getting me in contact with Diana. And again, you can find her at fromsuperheroes.com. You can find the one and only Do Not Be Fooled by Cheap Imitations, Lou Mangello at wdwradio.com. There's a guy that's been doing it forever. And of course, we had Gordo from thoseconspiracyguys.com. I'll have links to these out in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 610. Before we hear more from Gordo, who, by the way, is podcasting full-time, and he's going to talk about his experience with Patreon, some really interesting stuff. I want to let you know I'm going to be in Nashville at Podfecta, P-O-D-F-E-C-T-A.com. That is April 20th, and then I'm going to do a two-for-one Craft Content Nashville. This is kind of a like a mini, if you're a content creator, it's a little event. It's intimate, not little. And I'm looking forward to talking at both of these. It's going to be fun. And I'll have links to this again out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 610. If you're in Nashville, I would love to see you. When should they start one? How did you come up with your reward levels? So we started like I, I started those conspiracy guys as a as a legit business and and it's just skyrocketed. Like we're up to nearly three thousand dollars a month from from nearly six hundred people, which is you know amazing to me yeah. that I could that I could monetize it in that way. And it's really kicked off with users like uh, Philip DeFranco, guys like uh, Steve Dotto and the Nerd Writer. A lot of a lot of YouTube guys when when the great demonetization, uh, uh, Lord of Mercy on YouTube. The great demonetization of 2017, this time last year, uh, some stuff went down and there was a mass exodus of people from the the advertising revenue stream from YouTube where they were like, okay, oh, this is my job. I was getting loads of money. Now I have zero monies because YouTube is not paying it on the ads. So guys with hundreds of thousands, if not millions of subscribers like Captain Disillusion are, you know, undoomed. These guys that were or Mark Dice, they were coming out with like material that wasn't exactly monetizable in the eyes of the new YouTube, the new regime. They went to Patreon and brought a lot of their fans with them. So the platform like ballooned, but we were already on it since like late 2015. And we saw a huge uptake then in people. So I've been full-time as a podcaster. Like I put myself through college, through my last year of college on Patreon, uh, making podcasts in the evening time and at weekends and doing college all during the week. Like Patreon, I wanted to give something to the people that were real fans of the show. And the way I came up with the perks was I, I listen to your podcast, listen to what people want uh, for, for a show. Like what, what's the stuff behind the scenes that people want to see? And I found it was access and exclusivity. Mm. So if someone feels exclusive, if they feel like they're part of the gang and I, I could say I I could start up a conversation with anybody of this almost 600 people on my Patreons and I could have the crack and talk to them for a couple of hours. Like no problem. A lot of them are weirdos, wonderful, wonderful weirdos. But we talk about 
conspiracy theories or anything to do with the show. They all have a favorite show. And the perks that I came up with are like most of all easily satisfiable by the user. So if you're a podcaster and you want to start a Patreon page and you're like, and everybody that signs up for $10 a month is going to get me to come over to their house and give them a hot oil massage. <laughs> and I'm going to make them a, some linguine. Like that's as you scale up, that's going to be like impossible. So you have to give them something that nearly you're already making, but not everyone gets to see. Right. So when we sit down to our show is like five hours long. So when we sit down to record, I've done maybe like between 30 and 50 hours of research. That's including like writing all the notes. So there's between say six and 10,000 words of notes, depending on how verbose we'd have to be or how particularly detailed the subject matter is. I'd have watched all the documentaries on YouTube to do with that topic. Uh, if there was like physical books, you know, or reading all of that stuff. So all of those links and all of those documentaries are all kept in a big long list. And I will then offer them to the Patreons or be able to take some of them apart and dissect them and make commentary on them from my point of view and why I chose them to go into the show and give that to the Patreon. Or if I'm making a YouTube video based on something that came up inside the show, I make like a 10 minute YouTube video. I give that to them five to seven days before anybody else so they get to watch it first we get to have a conversation about it first before the rest of the world sees it and starts commenting on it and i want to give them access to me so i have a discord server where you know you send me a private message you will definitely get something back uh there's a split level so there's like a certain section of the discord server that's open to the public where fans can just go in and chat and it's not this toxic facebook malarkey you know right. Uh, they can all come in and it's just us. It feels like just us, you know, like a private private party. And then there's an extra super secret private part, which is Patreon people. And they get to, you know, uh, uh, have more exclusive. I would always prefer to talk to those guys because they're, you know, right. paying, paying donors. And then we have monthly and bi-monthly live chats where I use uh, appear.in and Zoom to have these like uh, group chats where we talk about that previous month's shows. So our two most recent shows are on David Icke and the Lizard People, uh, which is a, a, a hotly debated and contentious conspiracy topic. Isn't that also and a band? Like, David Icke and the Lizard People? Yeah. Like, ladies and gentlemen, David Icke and Lizard, their new hit single. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. yeah. I'm sorry. Here we have Moloch on the drums. <laughs> uh, but it's just, yeah, it's weird. Well, that's cool because then you get instant feedback from what's working and what's not. Exactly. But I, I find that a lot of people who I know in real life who listen to the show have come up to me and go, man, I'm listening to your show and I'm walking along to work or I'm driving along to work and you say something and I want to answer you back and I can't. And I'm like, ah, or I say, I, I like I personally say like a wrong thing or it's like, I oh, remember that thing. It was called this. And usually they'd send me an email or they'd you know send me a message. What they can do in the live chats is jump on and say, that thing you got wrong, I'm actually an expert in that. Wait till I tell you. So we did an episode on um, a live chat episode on the Las Vegas uh, shooting. Mm -hmm. And we had dudes come on to a live chat and they brought their guns on camera and they were like, check this out. This is a gun that does this. And, you know, there's no way that those bullets could have done that. So, and it was like firsthand information where these guys are Patreon people who got access to come on. And we all made like, a collective podcast between us on video, you know, so they get to have part of that. And 
it's just going deeper into the material because the material is bottomless, like it's infinite and everything connects to everything else. So people can come along and have their own opinions and their own, their own say, and it's joining the conversation. It's creating a community of people who are coming together to try and find a singular answer. And together we will probably, you know, find something that's more than what we came up with on the show. Or we'll go into something a bit deeper or someone will have a personal you know, uh, experience of what we talked about on the show. So some of the other stuff we do then is um, early access to videos. Uh, we have the Discord server. Uh, there's for the higher tiers, there's one-on-one chat. So we'd have like a 90-minute conversation over Skype or whatever once a month. And then there's access to an Insta- private Instagram feed where I do like Instagram stories when we're recording in the studio. And um, yeah, it's just access. Right. And they get discounts as well on, on T Public. So there's a thirty percent discount for all the T Public oh, nice. uh, merchandise for Patreon people. Satisfiable goals for Patreon is a, a must though for anyone out there. Absolutely. And did I hear yeah. you say you spend sixty hours of research into a show? Some of them, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, well, I mean, because I, I don't want to get into, I don't want to like dig into your wallet, but let's just say, <laughs> let's just say you're in the top. Five percent of downloads. When people read download numbers, you're you're definitely in the top percentage. In other words, you got a would, you got a big ass audience. Oh yeah, I would imagine so. I, I I'd say it's a couple of hundred thousand we get um, okay. in our first first thirty days on our newest episode. We could get like one hundred and fifty thousand downloads, and then that'll creep along at maybe ten to twenty thousand downloads every month. I still have a show on the Illuminati that we did like eighteen months ago that gets fifty or sixty thousand downloads a month. We have shows from back in 2014 that still get like 15,000 a month, which is more than some shows get for their entire catalog, you know? Yeah. And those are per episode numbers, right? Per episode. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is where I say when somebody finds your stuff, they will go back and download your back catalog if it's good. And obviously you're giving people information that they're not going to get anyplace else. You're not going to hear this stuff on mainstream media and especially with, with firsthand knowledge and, and the stuff you talked about. I think it's the delivery as well. Like we, we're not coming into it. Like these crazy people are like, you got to believe in aliens, man. They're coming at <laughs> night and they're taking me out of my bed, sticking stuff up my butt. Like relax, dude, you know, or like Alex Jones, like the government is out to get you. They're coming to get you. Take you out of your bed, stick stuff up your butt. Like they're all about sticking stuff up your butt. And <laughs> while we're into that in certain situations, glass of wine, some nice music, <laughs> some atmosphere like Uh, it's more about talking about it in a more human way and a more natural way and going okay on one side the mainstream media and the government and whoever like bogeymen are saying this is the way things are and then on the other side there's like crazy people who hate the government and hate their life and there's a religion of conspiracy theory and they don't want to listen and they don't want to change and they don't want to converse and they're very much like the antithesis and this like binary thinking causes a massive gulf of confusion and misinformation and fake news, lots of fake news, Dave, it's all out there. And I want to go into the middle of that and go, lads, come on, sit down, have a drink, put on some music. Let's see what happens. But stuff, but to make those two people uh, like hypothetical people talk to one another in a friendly, funny way. Cause right. comedy is that sugar that helps the medicine of uh, like uncomfortable truth right. go down. Like we had one big show about Jimmy Savile. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's 
like a famous uh, a pedophile who who was in oper- quote unquote in operation for over 50 years he was at the top of the bbc the british broadcasting company like he was a dj he was a tv personality he had a he had a tv show for god's sake that used to grant the the wishes of kids it was called jim will fix it and the kids would write in and be like um i hello jimmy i'd love to meet the queen and jimmy's like now then all right i'm gonna let you meet the queen come on with me and then he'd, he'd like molest girls backstage. Like we did a five and a half hour show on him and we got a few laughs. Like people are like, that's information I wanted to know, but it's pretty grim. And if you're able to laugh about it on the way in, it makes the information go in easier. And I think that's the magic around our show is that we talk about dark stuff, but it's like, you know, have a bit of laugh because it's not. Yeah. Otherwise you're just going to end up crying. <laughs> How do you promote your patreon like what's a typical patreon pitch sound like on your show it's just like if you love the show and you want to have more go on to patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys and see what we have to offer like i put out i think around 20 or so uh, uh posts for our patreon people and they include like uh, episodes that we're that we're releasing people get them early and they get a big spiel like i I write a a whole thing and it's all very personal it's all like here's what's happening in my life you know this is why this episode was late sorry like Ah. it's all directed specifically to them see that makes sense because those are the people that care like like the casual listeners like i don't care about his dog you know what i mean it's like exactly and, a, to, and, and I listened. I listened to your show a couple of weeks ago about uh, uh, you know exposing your personal life. How far do you pull your pants down? Yeah. Like what do you actually show? And the vast majority of people now are, are so vacuous and narcissistic that they want to show their whole life on Instagram stories or on Snapchat or on Facebook. And I'm like, I don't want to show it to everyone, but the people that care, I want them. I want to let them know, especially if they have a stake. If they're a stakeholder in my business, like they've decided to give me money for content and if there is no content i want to be going well i was sick sorry yeah or if we're spending like i said like 30 to 50 hours of research and we we'd sit down for seven or eight hours sometimes more to record the show and then i have to go in and take out big chunks of that to make it cohesive as a five and a half hour show but there's also like maybe one or two or three hours extra stuff that we went off on a big long tangent and I know the fans would love to hear that, mm. even though it wouldn't go out to the general populace. So I chop that down and give that to the Patreon people. So like <laughs> sometimes in the show, I will go like, well, that's for Patreon. And I leave that <laughs> bit in the main show because they're like, what? What's for Patreon? Yeah. What did they say that I missed? Ah, a little teaser. And a lot of people go in there. There's a, there's a service in Patreon. There's like a, a, a an RSS feed mm-hmm. where you can make like a Patreon only basically a new rss feed and and each person who donates gets their own individual rss that if they stop donating that rss dies and they don't get any updates and i can put all these little extra audio bits and they can put it into their podcasting app and download a tcg patreon only version of those conspiracy guys with all the bits left in it's something like what greg carlwood does on the higher side chats he has higher side chats plus and it's i think five dollars a month and he'll take the one hour interview that he does with conspiracy heads and he'll give you a two hour version of that. So there's like a whole extra hour that he will give. Uh, and it's, he, he monetizes himself. He doesn't do Patreon. He was done before Patreon or whatever. 
But I think Patreon is like a really useful tool for anyone creating any kind of media, especially podcasts, because it's set up for there's a live streaming function through YouTube. Mm. So if you want to do a live stream and do what I do, which is like chat with your fans, they also have a new part of the app now called Lens. Uh, so you can go in and do like a, a Instagram stories while you're making your podcast and go, hey, we're just on a break. We're going to go get a you know, glass of wine, plant some music and uh, butt stuff. And mm. If you want to, like, if you want to have a video, you can upload video and it automatically goes into their feed and they get email notifications. You can do mass emails to your people. So it's like full uh, CMS in Patreon that's made for podcasting. Nice. If you want to give them secret stuff, you know, Uh, they added the RSS feed like only maybe a year ago. And it's been really popular with our people because it's mostly the audio that people want. But I'm, I'm branching into video now as well. Well, um, you do have a GoFundMe campaign going on. Tell us a little bit about that and how you go about uh, promoting that and and what it's for and how your your audience is interacting. The GoFundMe is like a big swing from from those conspiracy guys towers where I want to. Before life starts getting in the way and smaller people start coming out of me and my girlfriend uh, and then we have to take care of them and give them food and stuff, you know, the way you have to. Uh, when we have a bit of freedom and there's a bit of popularity around the show and it's something that you can build a bigger business on, I want to be able to go to America. The plan is, the dream is to do it for 12 months, starting this September, on a budget of 75,000 euros to get a van and drive to 48 continental states, making 12 feature length documentaries, a daily video vlog. Uh, like sporadic podcasts with uh, American conspiracy theory heads, American comedians, podcasters, and YouTubers, as well as having the rest of season seven of our podcast and the upcoming season eight of our podcast recorded and set to go before we leave. And those 12 documentaries will then be taken back to Ireland, edited, uh, and then maybe sold to a streaming service like Hulu, Amazon, or Netflix. And trying to take the essence of those conspiracy guys as a podcast, which is funny and friendly and, you know, irreverent and maybe a bit rude sometimes and a bit mannish, uh, but definitely honest and truthful and and genuine. And these conspiracy theories that people are now vilifying, I can go in and look at these things and go, look, this stuff is not, you know, brain surgery. Uh, it's easy to understand if you have the right context. I want to talk to the people that we only look up on Google. You know, I'm I'm here in a spare bedroom in Dublin, Ireland, in my house, uh, uh, making my podcast, and it's going out to hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people uh, on a, on a monthly basis. And I want to be able to utilize that audience to fund the GoFundMe to take a chance in me as a creator that they've enjoyed for, I think, more than 400 hours. One of our fans, Luke, actually did the maths. And we have put out more content in time than The Simpsons, Friends, and South Park combined. Dang. In hours, right? So I want the fan base to be able to have faith in the fact that I'm able to produce a show that can maintain someone's attention for five and a half hours and be funny all the way through and be informational and be gripping and be able to transfer that narrative creation into a video 
when I actually have the primary source materials in front of me, when I have the people who we're talking about, instead of sitting here and Googling like the Amityville house, I can go and interview the Lutz, the Lutz children, you know, in, in, in New York and say, look, what happened in that house that night, you know, and 75,000, when you think about a project like that, is not a lot of money. I'm going to say you could go through that pretty quick. So you could, you could, but like I have a, I have a plan. Uh, I, I've already invested tens of thousands of my own money uh, into equipment and into legal costs and right. visas and all of this kind of stuff. So the 75,000 is going to be used for purchasing a, a vehicle insurance and, you know, the day to day living as we go right. paying for gas and, and, you know, if we have to give people, you know, here's a few Bob, don't say nothing. Or here's a few Bob, will you be on an interview? You know, these kind of things. Right. And uh, like 12 months, when you think about how much rent here is in, in Dublin, like we'd be saving on rent. That's already a, <laughs> a massive amount. That's already like 20 grand for the year, you know? Uh, so the, there's a, there's a phase one goal now of 30,000 and we've got almost 11,000 euros in the GoFundMe right now. Okay. And what's the, uh, what's the GoFundMe address again? GoFundMe.com slash TCG TV. And all the information is there, all the, the the timelines and the itinerary and all the stuff. Awesome. And uh, you can find Gordon again over at thoseconspiracyguys.com. Gordon, thanks so much for coming on the show, buddy. Thanks a million, Dev. Love your show too, man. It's I, I was listening to it for, like I said, before I even put lips to a microphone in 2014, I spent a whole year getting the production ready making my website, getting all the social media stuff, doing like doing everything and listening to your show to find out what not to do. <laughs> so thanks very much for that, man. Well, thank you. Want to again say special thanks to Gordon from thoseconspiracyguys.com. The one and only Lou Mangello from wdwradio.com. And again, Diana from, from superheroes.com show and links to these will be out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 610. If you're ready to start a podcast, I have multiple ways that you can work with me. It's really simple. One link now, schoolofpodcasting.com slash work with me. That's it. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash work with me. Now realize that we said a lot of links today. And if you're on a treadmill right now or walking the dog or in the car, just remember this one, schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter. And when the show comes out, number one, you'll be notified. Number two, all the show notes come right to your inbox so that all those things you want to clickety click, click, click on, they're right there in your email. So in the future, we've got things like, I'm going to talk about how I saw an event that was so cool because people that are known for their egos check them at the door and it made an amazing experience and how we can take that kind of attitude and apply it to podcasting. I've got some cool toys I'm going to be playing with that I'll be reviewing here as well as a consulting call. I might actually start taking my consulting calls with the permission, obviously, of the person on the line and playing them here because this was one that was like, you know, um, I think we could all benefit because I think you're in the same boat that this person was. And I was able to nudge this person to really get going. And I think you might need to hear that too. So that's going to be coming up in the future as well as anything you would like to hear. So thank you so much 
for spending 48 minutes with me. I do deeply appreciate it. And until next week, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world one download at a time.